you know what the funny thing about grade school is because you were at, at like 13 you were an adult yeah like there, yeah. Was, there was no kids there was, no, there was kids there's kids class from 6 to, to 12 and you got thrown into the line and 13 you were an adult and he had, and back then like back in like the 80s and 90s like he had probably somewhere around 30 or 40 black belts yeah, legit black belt. Right, legit black belt. Like, killer black belt. Yeah. Like, and no, I can remember, like, so you, when you were a white belt, you went from white to yellow. And yellow belt, you, that's when you started sparring. Sparring, yep. And it was like, there was no, there was no, like, pre, like, sparring. It was like, you were you ordered pretty much. You were, not yep. like asked, you were ordered to get your sparring gear. And then, like, immediately, and then it was like, you, you didn't even <laughs> use the sparring gear. It was like, in. it was like, put your mouthpieces in. Yeah. And then line up. And then it was like, as a yellow belt, you had to line up a, amongst the black belts because the black belts were in the seniority line. Mm-hmm. And then you had to fight all these black belts. And they would just beat your ass. Oh, you like, like the, the circle. Well, the circle. Oh, the circle. Oh, the circle. You're the circle and you sit there and they just tap people tap in. Tap people. Tap people in. And they, they would just I don't keep, know what you hear. Yeah! yeah. Like, Shit. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> if someone's from behind you, you get hit with that side kick. You're like, oh, and, and I didn't was, even see that coming. It was funny because it was always like a, it was always like a gift when you would say, you would say, all right, everybody, get your sparring equipment on. Like, because it was always like, all right, like you always had to have your mouthpiece on you. Yeah. Everybody, put your mouthpieces in. And he always go, he would always go, no contact, free spar. Like no contact. Yeah, yeah. that never happened. Never yeah. happened. Like no contact, please. And and when you got jacked up, he would say to like one of his higher ranking black belts, "Oh, a little bit lighter on the contact," but he'd be smiling because yeah, because he yeah wanted you to get hit. And it was there was there's nothing like that in this day and age anymore. Like there's no studios that train like that. Like even I've noticed even some of the fight gyms, like the legit fight gyms, don't even do that. Like they don't train as hard as like martial arts schools back, did back in the day, and, they, and then when they do do sparring, they're, they're padded up from head to toe. Yeah. Like I've seen some fight gyms that they literally, and I get it, like you gotta wear elbow pads because you don't want your fighters getting hurt. But there's something to be right. said about real foot, like bone to bone, fist to like bare knuckle, getting punched with a bare knuckle as opposed to a boxing glove, like. It, it just made... It's like day and night, you know what I mean? It's different. It's a whole different effect. A whole... It's, it just made you, like, as a teenager, way tougher than... That too, but it made your defense so much better because... Because you didn't want to get You didn't want to get hit, right? <laughs> like, I didn't want to take a shot. Because you want to, like... When you get punched with a boxing glove, yeah, if you get hit by somebody who punches hard, that hurts, but it's way different when it's that, that big even, knuckle. Even, oh. Yeah, but even when you're covering up, you get hit with a big knuckle. And uh, it's it's a different feeling. Like, it, it's so funny, like, to go back to that day. Like, you were just saying about the uh, the beaded rug. Like, oh. there was no mats. It was a rug. Not, and number one, it smelled horrible. Yeah, it was. It was like, like wet. And you have feet, blood spots Your feet. When you, I can't remember how bad the blisters I had on my yeah. feet from, from like, the just a- turning. Athlete's foot. For, from, yeah, I, never got, I never got the athlete's foot, but my before my foot, feet were conditioned, Oh man, the blisters. And then like when you had to go down and like do that like that weird stretch on your knees. Oh. Always burnt and <laughs> you'd get taken down and you'd get rough. Like, yep. Your elbow would hit the rug. Yeah, foot swings were the worst when you got oh. slipped across that rug. It was so, even though they guided you down, like yes. you know what I'm saying? You you, you still across. It. it was so unforgiving. 
Yeah. And then all the bad. And it was what? Like wood underneath, right? All it was is yeah, it was yeah. just three quarter inch plywood. Plywood. <laughs> so, yeah, you hit the, the deck. It was that was That's it. That's it. Um, like, they didn't even teach you how to like break fall either. Nah, like that. Nah. Like, you just yeah. You just went back. You, you figured just it go out. for it. Like now at least they teach you, you know, break falls and stuff like that, but. Even then, like how- And even the bags, like that, back then we had, we had that one canvas heavy bag. Yeah. Like stuck in a corner. Yep. And no matter, and nobody ever tells you like to go easy on it. You went in there as a kid and you hit that thing as hard as you could, ripped your knuckles apart. Yeah. There were so many blood stains on, on that, that bag. bag. And they were, oh, and the worst part is they were always white bags. Yes. They were white canvas bags with white canvas, stains yep. everywhere. Yep. Ah. The Everlast canvas bag. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> They're, and so true, like you said, and you better bow before you walk in because oh, if you, you somebody no, saw you. Somebody, somebody saw you. Because the office was right yeah, there. Right, and, right. And the, even though he had the shutters, yeah. like you didn't know if they were like cracked a little right. bit. Right. And he'd always look in the mirror. Always like, come. Yeah. Somebody would come out. You had to bow. And then like I remember he'd come in and like if you were if you were like sitting there talking, like you like oh, you, yeah, there was yeah. no talking. Like no. you got in there, you stretched out, you did forms, you hit the bag. There was no sitting there talking before class. And it was a requirement, like, you had to be there 15, 15 20 minutes early. early. Yeah. There was no, like, class was at 6 or 6.15. If class was at 6.15, you yeah, better be in there at 6 o'clock. Ready to go. Yeah. Ready to go. There was no show up at 6. And if you did show up late, God forbid you have, you showed up late. You better have some valid. Oh. Uh, there better be, like, a death like, of the family. How about, how about like, like, the kids, like, I, ne I think I was late, like, once. But how about the kids who would like they make them stand at the door, and like, and it's so like just stand there like, at attention, and then you know, you know that kid was getting tortured. The whole class. The whole yep. class for being late. Yep. Like it was such a weird time. But that I mean, you could haze then too a little bit like that. Oh was, yeah. It wasn't like yep. hazing wasn't like a big. No, like yeah. I remember like when big when thing. there was like when there was somebody not doing what they were supposed to, like he would almost sick like his advanced students on them. Right. Like, he was just like, he, that kid who wasn't like, I'll use me for example. I remember one time where I was at, at a brown belt level. Most of the brown belts couldn't handle me. So like the, some of the guys, like some of these young guys were complaining um, that I was like hitting too hard because I was a maniac, you know? And he had put me in one of the black belt lines. Like, you know, that's what, that was like your thing. He would, as a brown belt, he'd put you with the black belts. Yeah. And you would get beat up, yep. like for the whole class. Well, he'd make you stand in front of the, the line and never change you out. But that like, was always like an incentive for me. Like I got put in this line. Like yeah, I'd be kind of nervous. I'd be like, oh shit, I don't because you know you're gonna get your you're ass gonna kicked. Get beat. Yeah, you're gonna get your ass kicked. One way, shape, or form, it's not gonna go well for you. But the amount of like learning you got out of that, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh You can't like, you can't put a price on that. Like you're you're never. Like, yeah, I got I got whooped, but yeah. like what I took out of that beating was um, like nothing that you can be taught. No. Like that's the thing with, with and most of it was like how to avoid and take shots right. too. Like like that stuff that that's that's like the thing about the the Krav Maga and the self defense these days. You don't get that in these classes now. So like you have no idea what it's like to actually get hit. So how how are you gonna defend a punch when you don't even know what it feels like to get hit? At least back then, like you knew what it was like to get hit. Yeah. So if you had to defend yourself, you were less likely to be afraid of getting hit because you've been hit so many times. Now, everybody's padded up from head to toe. 
They barely do contact. It's light contact at the most. Yeah. Like you have even to go when like I fifty percent. Not like even fifty percent. Some of these schools are like they do twenty percent at the most. You get wrapped around. You get the waist. Oh, the belly belt on. Everything is like you're padded up. So like you can't even move. You can't even do good techniques huh? because like we used to do when I when I started doing kickboxing, we used to do live fire drills where you would cover up and you would hit each other pretty hard. Like you would throw like a one two and you'd cover up. And and he and my coach would say go at like 70 80 percent like he you want to get jacked up because you want to know what it feels like to get hit yeah. so if you have, if you have to cover up in the ring that and, and I tell you I don't care what anybody says that type of training when you get in there live and you're covering up and somebody's hitting you and you're already used to it you can see way more of the coming where now I do that. That too, you're relaxed. You know what I'm Way saying? Because you're, 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 not, you're not anticipating anything. No matter how many times you step in, whether it's like sparring or whatever, like you're always going to be nervous. There's always that, that it's, it's just a natural reaction. You know what I mean? Like, but like, if you're used to it, when you get hit stuff, you're more... Right. It's like I, I use the, the tennis ball. You can adjust, so to speak, whereas you just don't go on like vapor lock and you're like, bah, right. you shut right. right down and the next thing you know, you're getting hit with like a 10 piece. Right. <laughs> you, just, you just froze. I use the tennis ball analogy. Like I always say to people, like if I threw a tennis ball at your head, you probably would move just by a reaction, but you know a tennis ball is not going to hit you. I mean, hurt you. But if I threw a rock at your head, yeah. you know, so you're going to like, you're going to move. Yeah. You know, it's the same you're thing. Like, cover. like with a with a glove on, you're less likely to be afraid of a glove that than you are of a fist. Like when you get hit with a fist, like you're like, oh, that hurts. Let me move. Yeah. You know, unlike like the, I see it all the time with these martial arts classes and these self defense, especially Krav Maga. Like they do everything like it's so fake. Like there's no contact at all. Like if you don't, and I'll take it like to. If you don't know what it's like to hit somebody for real, the chances of you doing it when you when it needs to happen are very slim. Because I can remember when I first started kickboxing, the one thing that I didn't like about traditional martial arts is you were a lot of times you were taught to pull your techniques because yeah. you didn't want to hurt anybody. Right. And when I went to kickboxing, there was no pulling techniques. It was like you you're gonna you hit somebody to and to, to make it count. So it was hard for me because. I was always used to pulling my technique, so when I hit somebody with a sidekick, it was so sore, you know? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't follow through where kickboxing, everything to follow through. Yeah. You, might not, you might not be doing 100% power, but you're still following through. Right. You know? So it's, it's funny, like when I watch these people who, they're, they're like posting their self-defense videos and they're talking about real self-defense, and I'm like, well, I think I think Krav Maga, as a defense, self-defense system is a great system. Yeah, if you learn it in Israel. If you learn it appropriately. Yeah, if you go and- like I bought go, books and stuff like that just to, before I even got into it. Um, that's why I got out of it, because it wasn't like- Yeah, if you go to Israel and learn it, you're probably learning, but not in but like, that's United what, States that's, of America. That's what I'm saying, no. I mean, some of the stuff is totally impractical. I mean, it's great to learn, but like, no one's gonna come up from the side of me like Frankenstein, put their hands out and grab me in a chokehold. Well, and that's it's just thing. not going to happen. I, dude, I watched, I watched a documentary. It's just, not, it's just not practical. I watched a documentary on Krav Maga in Israel. And the way they train in Israel is nothing compared to how the Krav Maga schools I've seen in America. No. Like, dude, when they do contact, it is full on and they're blasting you with closed fists. They're kneeing you because right. not only are, are they training you to, to knee somebody, they're training you to take a knee. You can't learn how to take a knee when you're padded up and there's no contact. 
Right. Like, I always see the pots where they do the knees, and they throw like a, like seven or eight knees, but they, they, they're not even close enough to the target. So what you're doing is you're building that program in your brain to stop your knee before it hits the target. So for you to go out there and think you're gonna do that in, in real life, it's yeah. not gonna happen. I, it's, it's just like, it, when you learn how to walk, if somebody teaches you how to walk incorrectly as a baby, you're gonna walk incorrectly as an adult. It's the same thing with self-defense. It's building a program. When you build a poor program, yeah. it doesn't work properly. You know? It's true. It's like, it's, and it's like the same thing with traditional martial arts. When you're taught to pull your techniques, it's harder for you to throw a full technique out of body because you're always taught to stop it. You know? So, for, for me anyway, like I, I still love that. I started when I did, like I way back in for, the day. For a, like a foundation, I think traditional martial arts is the way to go. Because as far, I mean, not it, now. Not well. I'm saying practic, practicality. Back, back. Like now, it's like, I mean, if you think about it in fighting terms, like would I go up there and do like, you know, just one art and no. think I want to win? No, absolutely not. But as far as getting like techniques and solid background on certain things, yeah, I think it's great. Tw Twenty five years ago, I, like traditional martial arts now, like, like, yeah, but just look at Taekwondo for example. Like, would your kicks be as good if you didn't train that way? No, absolutely not. Because it was we, we did but all repetition. You know what I'm saying? But if you go to like a, like a kickboxing gym now, unless you go to somebody who's like really really legit, you're not going to learn those kind no, of techniques. because there's no repetition. Right. Like just, e even like I'll go I'll go to. We'll a, show you. We'll tell you a few things. You know. Good luck on the back. Exactly. Good, good luck on the back. I'll go to a boxing gym now, and even the way I like the boxing gym I went to, the, my first class is they stuck me in a mirror and they said, said show sure. me how to do a jab. Yeah. No, they taught me how to do a jab, and I and I already knew how to do a jab, but they wanted me to do it their way. Hey, this is how you throw a boxing jab. And they're like, the, the coach was like, keep doing the jab. And I'm like, how long? He goes, when I tell you to stop. I, I threw a jab for an hour. So it was like, it was something like 20 rounds that I did it for, like maybe 15, because it was three minute rounds, 30 second rest. So that was like a somewhere around an hour. And that's all I did for the hour I was there, is throw a jab. And he's like, tomorrow we'll, we'll work on the cross. That was my first boxing lesson. Like, and tomorrow we'll do the cross. Because he's like, I have to show you how to, to throw it properly because yes, you can throw a jab, but you're throwing a jab incorrectly. Right. Because the way boxers throw a jab is way different from a martial artist. Way different from a kickboxer because yeah. a kickboxer is setting up kicks off of punches. So well, you your punches are long. Right. If you're kickboxing, your punches are gonna it have to be long. Well, even, yeah. bo even boxing, you still have long, some long punches, but it's just a different way to throw it where, because you're not setting any, you're setting all your hands up off your jabs. Like if you throw a jab, it's chance now you're setting your cross up. Yeah. Or you're throwing a jab, setting your hook up. Throwing a jab, setting your uppercut up. Where in kickboxing, sometimes you throw a jab to set up your sidekick. So you might even shorten your jab up as a kickboxer just to touch the gloves, just yeah. to get the gloves up and then hit the sidekick. Now, you go to a boxing gym, it's the same way. They show you a couple of things and yeah, good luck on the back. Unless, yeah, unless you tell them like, hey, I want to be a fighter, and then they see something in you, then they'll train you. Yeah, you have to like find a, the trainer, you have to pay the trainer. Yeah. Yep. It's not like it's, I mean, you can take the classes, but you're not gonna get the same. Right, like you're not, going, you're not going into a legitimate boxing gym and picking up a trainer unless you have a ton of money. Right. Unless you're like, hey, I'll pay you. Or you're some case. freak act athlete. Right, like, right. Like, like, like right away, like, yeah. Right. But I mean, um, those will come a dime a dozen. Like you're not gonna get, I mean, not a dime a dozen, but like, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say. The martial arts world, in itself, in general, has gone like it's just going downhill. Like I, people always say, like 
nobody wants to really train in martial arts anymore. Yeah, because nobody teaches it properly. So nobody can, even as adults, like as adults, nobody sees the benefits. Like there's a lot of benefits in traditional martial arts training if it's taught properly. Like I don't teach people to do a riding stance because it's an, it's an actual fighting technique. No, I teach them to do it because you work on your quads, you work on your glutes, you work on strength, you work on stamina. Like all that balance. That's what I teach that to my kids. Yeah. It is, it's just crazy how. But there's also that craze now with the exercise kickboxing, you know, fitness kickboxing, fitness kickboxing. Everything's kind of, the fitness world's kind of taken over that aspect. And even that, though. Even but the it kind of ruins it because it's like, it's not real kickboxing. You, like now the new thing in, in fitness kickboxing and boxing is half hour classes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because everybody wants to be, you know. Nobody, yeah, because nobody wants to train. No. People don't, people don't want to put the work in it. They want the magic pill. Right. They want the magic, they want the magic shake. Oh, let me, drink, let me drink this shake three times a day and, and put very little effort into my workout. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose Still weight. Still get the results. Start, yeah. yeah. It's the easy way out. I love when I see pictures or videos of guys who are, who are jacked and shredded. And they're, and they're like, do my, all you need to work out is three times a day and, and drink this shake and you're going to look like me. No, they don't. They don't tell you about the behind-the-scenes three-hour gym gym days that they put in lifting weights and, and doing every body part, and you know, like that's why I like love listening to like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he talks about lifting weights. Like he has an old interview and he talks. So he's like, you don't, you, I wasn't afraid to to pass out in the gym. He's like, you know, you, you have to get through the pain. He's like, once you get to the pain, that's when you that's when you continue to do your reps because that's when the muscles build. Right. Where most people don't want to get through that. And that was the same in Taekwondo. It's like you would throw kick after kick after kick after kick, and your leg would be burning, and and Ray would say, ten more, twenty more, because that's when your muscles start remembering. I what used to hate it too at the time. Oh, you know, I would, I would How about back turning classes? Oh. Back kick, back turning kick classes. Up and down the room for an hour and a half. It's like stumbling. I'm so dizzy doing it. Oh. But I also I remember like here. I mean, how many times did I throw up? All right. <laughs>